All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Chalice Chasers podcast. It's, uh, it's crazy to think about how we are now um, halfway through the season. And so we're technically halfway through the podcast season. And uh, I just want to thank all the listeners out there. And tonight we have another great episode coming. Um, this guest needs no introduction as well. Um, he has been in the league for eight years and one of the first to join the league from the Central Bucks East cohort. Uh, he's actually the longest tenured Central Bucks East uh, participant, along with one other individual. And a fun fact about him, he was in the championship his first season in the league. Uh, just looking at some of those historical numbers, uh, they, they really stick out to you. He also uh, is one of the top five in terms of winning percentage in the league. And so without further ado, I just want to introduce everyone to Connor Urban. How you doing, Connor? Good, man. Good, man. I appreciate that uh, that intro to especially my first year recognizing that going to the championship because I've been uh, pretty mediocre since. So I like that starting me off on a good note. It, uh, I hear you, man. So what uh, that first year, was that the first time you'd ever played fantasy baseball? You just went straight to the top? No, no, we did. We had like a rogue, like Holly Kong CBS league that like probably were the only like four or whoever many people are in our league now or like we were in that and then there was like six like totally random people that were we had a pretty competitive league and then people just fell off and like went full throttle to fantasy football so we probably had like four or five years prior Very cool. prior to the so, merger yeah so you came in knowing what you were doing and then uh um to jump to to the championship that first year that's pretty impressive were you thinking that uh this league was just easy <laughs> you're just gonna do this every year <laughs> no no not at all as much as i like to think I mean that's almost like Dr. J like going from the ABA to the NBA just like being good right away um but but no no I knew it was a super competitive league because I knew that like you know Kevin going to school with him and then like by association you guys were all like nuts about fantasy baseball I knew that it was be like super competitive so you know I guess I'd held my own sins still need that ship though oh without a doubt I thought it was uh interesting to see that you were in the championship that year against Carter. Yeah, we came in hot. Yeah, came in guns, guns blazing. <laughs> uh, and so, um, no, that's pretty cool, man. But uh, were, you, were you able to catch out the uh, the home run derby and the All-Star game the other night? I did, I did. So I actually, um, I saw Black Widow in theaters on Monday night. So I uh, had to see that big Marvel guy. How was um, it? It was, it was pretty good. It could be pretty good. It wasn't my top tier Marvel movies, okay. but um, it was solid. It was a fun spy movie. Fun, um, fun spy movie. That's a great category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, because I saw that in theaters, that was like priority number one. I actually teeped the home run derby like a fifty-year-old, and I got home from that and watched the home run derby like with no commercials. So I got I got roped in. You say yeah. like a fifty-year-old, but that actually sounds smart. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, it's probably Struggled nice through to- like three hours of it. Yeah, that was probably really nice. The um, I yeah. thought the home run derby was electric. What about you? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. The Otani Soto stuff was fun, um, and then obviously Alonzo just stole the show. I don't want to give a Met too much credit, but he was just like he came across like a little douchey, but like he was just rocking balls. He was crushing them, but I couldn't get past the um, the way he came off too. Like, yeah, I don't. He was just like so like hyper focused during like even that interview after his first round, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. And you got, 
you got Salvi up there just hitting bombs, like putting up great numbers and Alonzo's doing mm-hmm. his thing. I just, I'm glad we're on the same page there. And I wasn't the only one thinking that. Yeah. Like, especially versus Mancini, like once Otani got out, everyone was rooting for Mancini. And then like, he was just like bopping around. Like it was his show, which it ultimately ended up being, but like, whatever, like calm down a little bit. I have a feeling we're going to have to see this again next year. I think we're going to be seeing Pete Alonso in the home run derby for quite some time. Oh, for sure. He's going to defend it until he can't anymore. Did, were you able to get through uh, the all-star game last night? I, I got through like three innings. Oh, for real? Yeah. What about you? No, I did. I did. I did end up watching the whole thing, um, which was fine. It's a classic all-star game. It starts off like the first three innings are awesome with the all stars. Right. And then like, it just gets more boring as like rogue relievers came in. Like there was some reliever for the Rays that came in, like Kit Kitlid Kitridge or something. I know he's yeah. sick. Like he's a guy that like I've heard of and should know, but like he's like an all star. And like I'm not I'm not watching the all star game to watch him. I want like I want to see Chapman throwing like one oh three. Right. <laughs> so it gets like it gets like exponentially less fun as the game goes on. But like the Wheeler three pitch strikeout was worth the payoff, I thought. Yeah. Um I might have lasted I, – I had the same exact thing as you in terms of, like, when they started bringing in some guys that I didn't think were as, um, you know, big name. I started to lose a little bit of interest. But there's, it's just mm-hmm. – it's always fun to watch. And I might have actually gone further than three innings. I might have gone, like, four or five. But uh, um, the mic'd up thing was kind of – like, it was interesting, <laughs> especially you got Xander Bogarts up there. Like, I'm pretty sure he's, like, packing a lip, trying to, like, yeah. talk to Joe Buck while also hitting – uh, a 97 mile an hour Scherzer slider. It's yeah. like, I couldn't do any of those things, let alone all three of them. <laughs> that's actually, once. <laughs> that's hilarious. It's actually my second all-star game. note. Bogarts mic'd up horribly awkward. So I'm glad you agree with that. Even as a Bogarts guy, right? Yeah. I love Bogarts. And uh, yeah. it's just, it was just like so strange. And he, yeah, he seemed uh, kind of in the zone there, but what, what are some of the other uh, all-star game notes, man? I'm, I'm really curious. Uh, yeah, so the first one I had was shout out to the national anthem singer, uh, Christopher Jackson, uh, who's from Hamilton. So for all those Hamilton fans out there, no, big, uh, that was my first note. It's, you know, good, good to see him showing up, showing I, up on a big stage. If we get a huge spike in listeners, I think I know where it's coming from. All those, <laughs> all those Hamilton fans you just shouted the out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and then related to the Bogarts mic'd up was later on, I don't know if you hung around for this, was the Freddie Freeman mic'd up, yes. which was actually cool. He's the man. <laughs> he is, right? Uh, shout out Carter. But he was just like really cool. Like I could have done like two innings of him. I wish I could. Yeah, I could have the same, if anything, maybe even more. Uh, his, yeah. like, his humility too, like around like uh, him talking about like Fernando and whatnot. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like his son just like wanted to hug Fernando Tatis, and he was like, "This is cooler than me being the All Star game, right?" Like, yeah, it's, uh, it's bigger than baseball sometimes. But then, uh, um, what else did you have? I had a few notes from the early uh, from the early on as well. Um, I I don't know if this is just me. This might be a little bit too much of a hot take, but in the mm-hmm. beginning, Corbin Burns looked terrified. When he had that yeah. four pitch, he had that four pitch walk to judge. He didn't throw a single, yeah. he didn't throw a single strike on his first, like, person he was facing in the All Star game. Come on, man! Right? <laughs> yeah, uh, that was bad. So I actually, I, I, I had that too because I know that um, 
I know that, you know, he's, he's a guy that could be on the block too for fantasy. So uh, for our league. So I was just saying like Burns, uh, you know, he gets out there, he has an incredible start to the season, starts to tail off a little bit, rebounds. And now he just like makes a dick of himself in the, uh, in the all-star game. He got out of a heavy jam, but, but, uh, but still looked good. Or he he still didn't look great. Sorry. So I want to, I want to stay on the all-star topic, but I want to kind of go, on a little bit of a tangent real quick <laughs> and mm-hmm. my uh the thing you mentioned burns like there's definitely some questions r- surrounding his uh the spider tag and this and that you have yeah. a guy who has been a little cold lately do you think he was um a one of these spin guys uh in terms of uh trevor rogers <laughs> i i have fears yes but because he's so young and this this is this does seem like a normal progression for a young pitcher, so I'm not that like shook by it. But I think it's very fair to see anything since they started to crack down on it to be like a little concerned if you see a guy like it, like struggling the past three four weeks or whatever since they started to crack down. I think it's very reasonable to be worried about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know the the advanced metric stuff on him or anyone really, unfortunately. <laughs> but, but like, um, I, I don't know. I would, I would be more worried about him just like fatiguing for the season and playing on a crappy team. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you there, man. I'm really hoping that, and I don't think he was one of those spin rate guys. And I don't track this stuff close enough as well to be able to decipher between like the the change in the spin rates. But it'd be bad for baseball because he's such a beast, and hopefully he's just in a little bit of a cold streak. Yeah, I I agree. It's funny because I was I was getting ready to to rag on Burns like with the hook maybe like punch his value down to try to like make an offer for him and then, so you, so and then like two him? innings later yeah yeah um, also, the hair is epic the hair is epic uh yeah. that's so I I was in the basement though when I owned Burns man I had to I had to ship him off maybe Fair maybe enough. I'm the one who's missing out but uh what we'll do a little <laughs> bit later in the podcast I'll uh um I'll make a little bit of a plug for it right now I'm getting better at this host thing uh, we'll do a little uh, first half, second half type of uh, uh, regression type combo with uh, the player so far. But um, right now, I want to get back to what else you got on the all-star list? Any Anything else from last night? Um, I think Vladdy Jr. is going to fully embrace his power and just become like fantasized again. Yeah. I think I, he's already on route to that, in route to that. Um, and I think that would be good for the league if you just have some giant dude just bashing balls out. Uh, I couldn't agree more, man. When I was watching that last <laughs> night, I was like, oh, this dude's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this, this dude is awesome. I, I used to rag on him a little bit, and I was always like, I always thought he was too expensive in our league. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year was the first year where I was like, you know what, in that like 40, 50 range, like, I want to take a shot on Vladdy. Like, Maybe I'm done ragging on him, and I missed him by yeah. a few picks. I don't know if you uh, had your eye on him at all this year, but uh, I think, uh, yeah, I don't really remember my mindset too much draft draft day with him, but yeah, just one of those guys. That everyone's just kicking themselves for not owning. Such a beast, and it couldn't even be any better to have Tatis mic'd up when he hit that mm-hmm. because they just oh, it's perfect reaction. Talking about like Vladdy's grandma's food and stuff, and yeah, yeah, that's that's the spot. <laughs> um, I know. So it's pretty. Yeah, cool. that was funny. 
that was funny when he was like rounding second like buck who's like just like perfect like he's so good at his job and everything just like he was a little awkward with the mic'd up guys he like yeah. barely gets awkward and he was like hey fernando say something say something to him as he rounding second he says something like in spanish it's like okay like yeah right it's <laughs> helpful for the viewers <laughs> <laughs> buck yeah. was so awkward because remember when they told judge that he was like to t- he told freeman to tell judge it was a two-way mic and judge was like oh i'm not yeah. gonna say anything <laughs> yeah. <It's> like yeah. <laughs> come on buck um no but i do uh i've had a love hate relationship with joe buck that has definitely leaned back towards the the love range when the when the mm-hmm. Phillies were in the World Series during that time period um, of like the 08, 09, even like 10, 11, not in the World Series, yeah. we know they're good. You hated Joe Buck, did you not? Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. Aside from the, yeah, just because he was just, yeah, when he's against your team, like, or no, when, when you're watching the game with him, like everything he says against your team, you think he's like villainous. And now, like, when the Phillies have sucked the past 10 years or whatever, you've just been like, ah, he's got, like, a great baseball voice. He's, just, he's <laughs> right? great. I don't – Yeah. Do you, I don't – and I know this isn't on topic, but I don't feel that way about him in football. Like, when he's talking about the Eagles, mm-hmm. like, because, you know, he used to announce all the Eagles games too. Like, I would never be like, oh, this guy doesn't like us. Like, I would kind of just be, like, indifferent towards him. I don't know what it was with baseball. I was just like – I think maybe it was because he's such a, like – like he's known to be a Cardinals fan that maybe that's yeah, what wasn't yeah. sitting well. I don't know if you had the same feeling, but we're going down a little no. bit of a, too much of a Joe Buck tangent here. Yeah. A little bit of tangent could go all day on announcers, but probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's on me. <laughs> did I, did I miss anything then by turning it off in the fourth or fifth inning? Mm, not really. No, it was just like a lot of good pitching. And then like here and there, a couple guys got on base. It wasn't, too much like thrilling moments i think i mean jt's home run was kind of exciting but i'm sure you saw that on like twitter or something like that was cool i didn't jt real mudo hit one? Oh, yeah oh wow. breaking news yeah i, yeah, didn't, I cool. didn't see that that's good for him man he uh what's it been like owning him this year a little annoying right because you you get like the best catcher in baseball that's also a philly and, like, he puts up fine fantasy catcher numbers, but, like, you expect him to be, like, a true, like, like wins above replacement type guy for fantasy, and he just, like, hasn't quite been that. Um, so, like, a little disappointing, but he's still, like, just a stalwart in the Phillies lineup for, for what he is, so it's fine. He could I think be, he's going to have a big second half. Yeah, he, he really could yeah. be. It's just – it's it's crazy that you had to – grab him at 50th overall this year and uh, yeah. when you look at the player raider you got buster posey as number one and he was on waivers on march may 1st yep yeah that's, that's what goes with catchers man the catcher position catcher premium yeah catcher premium and the and the phillies premium so i i can't i can't be kicking myself at the time because i went to draft this morning and so are you a historical um, – I feel like you are a little bit just from what I can remember, but do you normally draft Phillies? Like, do you lean – are you a little biased? Yeah, I usually pay a little pay a little too much for them. Thought so. Yeah. Fortunately, fortunately, Mike's in the league now, and he, like, he, he like kind of keeps me under the radar as being, like, a little horny for Phillies. <laughs> yeah, he definitely, he definitely does. But uh, because you also have Aaron Nola, man, and people love – People love worrying about Aaron Nola, do they not? 
so much. It's so like, much. It's like everyone's favorite pastime. Let's freak out about Aaron Nola. Um, I know. I'll take him for the second half if he's for sale. <laughs> I feel like now would be a bad time to sell him. Like 450 ERA is wild. Yeah, it is wild. Well, so let's get yeah. into your team a little bit this this year. Do you mind? Because we're, we're already jumping through it right now. You, uh, you're in – it looks like eighth place. And I know you've been jumping around that, like, you know, um, that like kind of lower half of the playoff area, which is a great place to be. You can go from eighth to first very quickly, but uh, your right. team, your team has some, some serious names on it, man. And uh, it looks like you're just kind of in the perfect spot. What, uh, what's sticking out to you? Yeah, I think I definitely need to make a move and that's like, kind of sorter like a Mookie's on the block pitch but like I, I agree with you like when you look at my team like you look like oh that guy sucks oh that guy's kind of good and like you just go down it's like this looks like a six or seven playoff seed team like these just like some good guys and a lot of bad guys like the roster needs to be rounded out um but I'm pretty it's... bummed about so good no 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 you you go ahead what are you bummed about I was going to say, as far as, like, I thought I, like, drafted and assembled a, like, pretty decent pitching staff. And then, obviously, everyone's gotten screwed by injuries this year. But, like, the one that really hurts me, like, Gallon, Soroka, whatever, coming off injuries is or gambles. But Dustin May really crushed me because I feel like he was going to be, like, a true breakout guy. And he was starting off the season so well on such a good team. So that one, I, like, I feel like if you just slot him into that, like, pitching rotation that I have right now. It goes from like below average to like maybe slightly above average. And, um, you know, that's the one that I just haven't been able to replace. Like lucked into Trevor Rogers a little bit, but, um, you know, other than that, I feel like I just got a, got a very average team. So need to find like a hot bat down the stretch, hot arm, something. That's how, that's how it goes, man. You know, you're not too hot right now, not too cold, just like right in the middle. And, uh, yeah, that's the perfect place to be. And I, I know you say you need to round out this, but I, I don't know, man. I, I love this lineup, and uh, there's some guys on here that can really get going. Um, I can't pass over, though, that com- that comment you made. Uh, if You're going to have to be careful. You might uh, your, your text messages might blow up tomorrow, but uh, did I hear that Mookie can't wait. Is, is Mookie on the block? I'd, I'd say we're listening, yeah. Okay. I um, – I love Mookie. I'm not in a position to trade at all right now. So uh, I'm not going to be involved in that. But uh, um, you do have one player on your team, though, that I personally all year long have been kicking myself in the butt about missing. Because Boba I, shit. Yes. Nice. I, I was considering him in with that where I took Seeger in the second round. And mm-hmm. I took Bo, or I took a, I took Seeger like I think it was like the 17th or 18th pick. I think Bichette okay. went just a few after. Um, like, I, I was thinking to myself, could I get Bichette on the come around? I would love to. I might be able to, so let me not. Man, I love that pick you made there. He's such a beast. Yeah, he's he's been great. He's been a stalwart. Right, so I took him at 26 end up, which is actually earlier than I thought, but, like, that's just uh, – he must have been a guy that a lot of people were after, and I jumped at him. So that, that's worked out. Right. He uh, he's perfect yeah. for our league too, like a roto type league. Mm-hmm. Where do you, where do you stand on that? Do you have any hot takes on the structure of roto points categories? 
um, head to head, just like win loss. Like what, uh, what's going on in your world in regards to fantasy baseball formats? Yeah. I think what we're doing is correct. I think we and myself just like need to get like trained with it as the years go on to like just figure it out. Like points is more fun because you can watch a game and count how many points like a three run double is. But like I think we're just like what we're doing now just does like make sense or season long. Like no one's ever out of it. Like even last place is like kind of out of it, right? <laughs> yeah. But like, but yeah. <laughs> but like you could, yeah, you like you could have a bat and an arm just go wacko for like two weeks and have like 10-2, 10-2, 10-2 and just climb up the standings. Right. And I like that. I like that. I like that it's not just one nothing every week. And I and I also I think we as far as the servers last year improved our category distribution like by a lot. Quality starts I think are a little sketchy, but everything else I think we've we've nailed. Quality starts are sketchy. They're t- especially if your staff is weak, they're tough to come by. Like yeah. none, of these, none of these guys get quality starts, man. And uh um yeah, I'm, I'm with you there in regards to the, the fact that I think we're nailing it down a little bit. The thing that's crazy about it, you and I played earlier, maybe about a month ago. We mm-hmm. started off a Sunday, so the last day of the week. We started off, I think I was up 8-3-1. Things were really close yeah. in a bunch of categories, but I was <laughs> up 8-3-1. And I still, I'm sitting there that morning looking at my team thinking, like, I can still grab a category or two. Like, I can maybe mm-hmm. end this, like, 10, you know, 10-2 or something. You beat me what? Like, th- you had such a great Sunday. I- it was flipped. I think I lost 10-2. Like, I think it was, that's right. It was wild. Uh, yeah. It was absolutely <laughs> wild. Was that not one of your uh, your oh, best fantasy yeah. Sundays in a I long beat- time? Oh, yeah. That was great. What that did was you just, beat? Like, what was so it? It was 9-2-1 that I ended up turning around and beating you. I wonder, like, what, what exactly happened against a couple people just, like, went off. You, everyone hit. Right? So like yeah. you, you got so much power, but you also just got so many hits. I want to say on that Sunday you batted like you had an OPS of like fifteen hundred across like thirty five at bats and like a yeah. and a on base percentage of like four hundred. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm pulling that up right now. Actually, I batted yeah, OBP five fifteen. Um, I had six homers, thirteen ribbies, and a steal. So. How many runs it. did you have? 15. Yeah, 15 runs in one day. That's un- I was watching that, dude, and it's like it was like 130, and you were like six for 10 with like seven runs. And it, it yeah. was a half an hour into Sunday. I was like, oh God. That was a good day yeah, that was, for the that was uh, fun. for the, the moons. That's right. Molson. Uh, yeah, Matt Olson, right? poor man's Colt, poor man's Cody Bellinger, as he's known in some circles. <laughs> um, I haven't been around those circles, but uh, I, I, buy, <laughs> I buy it, man. Yo, know, can we? One of the things I was looking at, and I know this is kind of a, a very first half centric, but do you, are, do you have the league open right now? Like, are you able to look at the player raider? Uh, yes. And if yeah, not, I can read some of these. Sir, I had this. Now I know some of the. I know it changes every year, but like this, this top 50 at the first half of this year so far, mm-hmm. man, I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if you get the same thing, but there's a ton of guys up here that you would just never expect. Like a lot of these guys are like waiver wire guys and, or just like guys that are like lower end picks. Like you just, 
I don't know if it's just me, but it, it kind of, and I don't want to, I don't want to rub anyone the wrong way, but is it like, it feels like a little bit of a, uh, a junkie top 50, if you ask me. It, it is a little freaky. Um, like I just saw, who, who was it? I think um, it was like DJ LeMahieu was like not having a great season. He was like way up there. I might've made that up, but it was someone that I, that I, someone like really did that. Yeah. That like these random guys are kind of up there. It's just like, doesn't like, seem quite right. Max Muncie is 20th yeah. in the league. Like, yeah, all hats off to Max Muncie. Great guy. He's not the 20th best player in fantasy baseball. Right. Like it's just, I don't know. That one, that one's a strange one. The, uh, the Zach Wheeler. I love seeing Zach Wheeler pitch that well, but like, Zach Wheeler's the 16th best player. I, I don't know if I'm going to fully get on board with this because I just hyped up how I like Roto, but I, I know what you mean. Hold on. Well, so no, what I'm, what I'm saying by this is not necessarily the categories. I'm saying nothing about the categories. Um, yeah. I'm saying the, uh, I just think the players this year, like the guys that are performing really well are just not the ones you would expect at all. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, I, I, I do agree. I mean, and you look at the list too, though, like, like, like Kevin Galsman has been incredible. Like, is he, is he going to drop that far? I, I don't know. Like we're, we're pretty far into the season now. Like these types of guys, like, I feel like they are here to stay by and large aside from Jesse Winkler, but um, everyone else feels like they're here to stay. It does, but we'll, we'll see if that's the case. I mean, I remember Kevin Galsman who used to throw meatballs, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, and I know that stuff changes, but I don't know. I was just going through here and it, it kind of caught my eye about how, like, a lot of these guys are um, just the ones you wouldn't really expect to see. And it just seems that maybe the, the second half of this year is going to be uh, pretty wide open and maybe some of these guys will fall off. Who, who's your top on the player radar? What that I'm, that I'm looking at, uh, my top guy. Uh... Matt Olson. Matt Olson, right? Yep. That's right. Yeah. That's uh, he's. Does it feel good to? I feel like everyone in the league has owned Matt Olson at some point in time. Yeah. Have you ever ever owned him? I don't think so. No. This is your first time. That's that's probably why you're willing to pick him. Yeah, probably. I mean, he just seemed like a guy. Like you know, I don't watch many A's games, but like, it's just a guy you like see the box score and feel like every other night he's like hitting a home run or like. You know, like a game-winning RBI or something, and like someone that is like has more value in real life than fantasy, and then owning him in a good fantasy team too is like pretty nice. Yeah, so it's paid off so far. This is uh, the Matt the Matt Olson that you are getting this year is the Matt Olson that everyone's been hoping for for a couple of years, and so it's gotta it's gotta be nice to see him ripping those uh, ripping those homers for you. So, yeah. all right, Take so it. I. I'd love to look forward a tiny little bit. Um, and I guess the way to, the best way to do this would be um, who, I, I guess where I'm going with this is I will look at your team and then maybe we could just do the league in general. Like yeah. who do you think we'll start with the league in general because it'll be easier and then we'll go into your team. But like, who do you think is the highest candidate for, a regression in the second half of this year it could be anyone it could you could name Shohei Otani if you wanted to like um oh, okay like player player wise you mean yes 
Okay. Um, Let's take a look at the player radio again, just so I have a, you know, fresh list. So I'm not forgetting anyone. But um, I mean, probably Acuna Jr. because he tore his ACL. <laughs> probably won't be probably won't be putting up much in the second half. But I, I think um, just like if I go category, I think the Brewers pitchers. Even though I was just typing up Corbin Burns, but like Brewers pitchers in general, like that entire staff has just been insane. They like are not a good hitting team at all. So like, like the, I think the Brewers pitchers in general are guys that are gonna like, re, like maybe they were spider attack guys. I don't know. They've all just been like out of their minds. That's, I think they could. I like that, man. You're not gonna go for a person. You're going for a whole staff. Yeah, I mean that doesn't mean any of uh, that. Doesn't mean all of them, but I think like. If you just look like looking at the player rate, like a lot of these guys are just here. Like, like Freddie Peralta is probably the best of the bunch as far as rest of season outlook, but even he's like, you know, relatively new to being dominant. So I think it's very possible that like two or three of these guys just fall off a bit. That doesn't mean they're going to be bad, but they're not going to be like top of the rotation. Um, I think that's an interesting take. And it's going to be, I'm hoping that doesn't happen because I like to kind of, cheer for the brew crew every once in a while when they get hot. I feel like every September they're up, they win like 30 games in a row and it's always, kind of, <laughs> it's, it's always fun to see that. But uh, um, honestly, they're, they're a little bit of my uh, dark horse for uh, the NL this year, especially with Acuna getting hurt and the Braves probably not having enough in the tank. Uh, I think the Brewers aren't going to be an easy out if they make the playoffs, but we'll see. We'll I mean, that's see. fair. They got that staff and they got two like a, incredible arms in the back of their bullpen so so yeah we will see what about so i I was gonna say uh if i had to go with one uh and i know i kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier but pitcher i'd probably go with gossman uh Mm. there's something about the giants that i just don't buy maybe it's the whole gabe kapler thing (laughs) yeah that's it Um, for me (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i ran into gabe kapler once actually in philadelphia uh at the gym because I believe he lived in Northern Liberties and he was like at the counter in the gym. Uh, like it was a midday. Like I was stopping in there to like get my, I'd left something there. And like, he was there. He had the iPad though. Like he was like He's talking such to a the, freak. Yeah. He was like, he was like in the jumpsuit, holding the iPad, like talking to the person at the counter. And I was just like, huh? Like I was like two feet from him. I was like, I'm not even going to say anything. Like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. bother him, but, uh, too. I wonder why he needs the iPad at the gym, but that's it's his own business. Have you heard the story about how he, like, because he was on such a strict diet, like, he wouldn't eat ice cream, but he would, like, spoon ice cream just for yeah. the taste and then spit it out. He no. wouldn't actually eat it. Yeah. Is this from a reputable source? Like, I'm that's... pretty sure, yeah. I think that surfaced, like, as he got, like, hired at some point during his tenure with the Phillies. How does that affect your presence in a ball club locker room. I, I don't know, but it's somehow paying off right now in San Fran. So it, it is. I mean, I don't know, man. I'd be, it's, I'd want to be a man of the people. Like, I know. You know <laughs> do you eat ice cream? Of course. Yeah. Uh, that's wild. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the complete opposite of Doug Peterson. Yeah. Seriously. Guy just he houses way uh, out of town because of ice cream. <laughs> Jeffrey Laurie couldn't foot those uh, those Ben and Jerry bills anymore. (laughs) 
So, yes. uh, so I, yeah, I was going to go with Gossman as the uh, pitcher just because uh, I don't know. I'm just not buying it a ton. And then I'm going to go with uh, easy low hanging fruit here, even though this is where I feel like I could be wrong. Cedric Mullins. Yeah. Yep. Have you been offered? He Cedric just, Mullins? he just, uh, no, I have not been offered him, Wasn't but sure. I have. Yeah. There's a, there's but, a uh, chance you're going to have a Cedric Mullins from Mookie Betts deal coming soon. Well, I mean, there, there has been Mookie and other players discussed. So, you know, it's, it's Kevin. He offers a lot of trades and he only remember the bad ones. So that's what makes, that's what's make it. That's what makes it fun. Are you looking to trade right now because you um, think you have to like kind of take a little bit of risk? Cause like, you know, the window's closing and you want to strengthen up. Or like why uh, why now versus say two months ago? Honestly, this is such a lame excuse, and the league might hate me, but like I was like way too NBA crazy the first like until the Sixers got out of the playoffs too much, and I just like <laughs> as far as like overall baseball following, I wasn't in it as I typically am by the middle of the baseball season because like with you know with NBA like moving back a lot, I was just watching every second of every game. Yeah. in the playoffs and I feel like I just didn't get into baseball like the whole MLB at large as much as I should have been so like I, as aside from like managing my team and keeping an eye on stuff I wasn't like as into everything as I am feeling now yeah and uh so I'm kind of get, like getting a second win which when you're into it into it is when the trade starts trade thoughts start like spinning you know when you're checking out every team every night reading every box score and stuff. That's what I'm feeling now. It's like a re-energized about it. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate your honesty there, man. Just even saying the first two. And I think, I don't think you're the only one to potentially have split focus in the beginning of the season because there are so many things going on. Um, Yeah. So what's your style? Are you a, are you a text and hound? Are you a, just send out offers like on the, on the down low and just see if they get accepted. Like, what are you doing? Um, I'll usually text like a pretty rogue offer just to like, not something that I expect to be like, all right, I've got two styles. Either just straight up one for one and just like, Hey, let's just do this. Or like some like kind of wild trade that like, I know won't be accepted right away, but it'll, it'll more so be like, Hey, like I'm interested in making a deal. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see if that pays off for you this year, if you're able to nail one of those down. I know when you go that route, it can uh, sometimes your wheels can just spin. So hopefully you can get yeah. something, something locked down there. Yeah. I'm feeling more, um, yeah, more, more likely uh, or more open for business than I had been all year. So very cool. PSA. I, uh, yeah. PSA. I will make sure to uh, post it on the uh, podcast website. Uh, there isn't a podcast website, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, no, will, the, the feed. I will let the uh, let the people know. I mean, because if you look at the standings right now, though, um, you've got mm, you've got a couple people in front of you in terms of Danny and Larry, who tend to kind of not necessarily seek out risk unless they need to. And so mm-hmm. I don't imagine you'll be making any trades with those guys. Maybe you will. Um, I love trading with uh, those guys, but I generally feel like it's always when they're closer to the basement and willing to make moves. But mm. the other three on top of that, you're looking at uh, 
you know, Sean, Kevin, and Tim, I know all three of those guys are always willing to, uh, to wheel and deal. And so hopefully, uh, hopefully you can get something knocked out with someone. And, uh, and then there's a lot of guys below that as well. I just know that mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, sometimes guys, when they get into positions like mine being in last place, it can kind of be tough to make trades because everyone just wants yeah. to kind of take you out to the woodshed. <laughs> that is, that is true. You got to put the star for like, maybe a decent guy and like two hot guys and his hope at last. Right. And I feel like the only, yeah, only way out of the basement really is getting like absurdly lucky with a pickup or like a miners call up or something. And so we'll, we'll see if I get that, uh, that lucky pickup. It hasn't, it hasn't been this year, but um, yeah. So then who are you on your team looking for a hot second half that isn't on the trade block? <laughs> Um, <laughs> you don't. I mean, have to, you can. You also don't have to answer that if you don't want. No, no. I mean, I think the answer, even though like Mookie's on the trade block, just because he will get the most value out of anyone on my team. But he's also the guy that like should be able to revert like back to the mean of Mookie being Mookie because he just was not in the first half. Right. So <laughs> in the same sense that I know I can get a haul for him. I also like if he becomes, you know, one of those top five guys, like he drafted in the B. I think that that would be one direction my team just turns around. Because other than that, I mean, I think my guys are kind of just guys. Well, the reason, and I guess uh, you're kind of laughing at the question does is warranted because obviously Mookie is the number one candidate for that. And so maybe that was kind of a, a duh question on my end. So, uh, but the reason I asked that was because I immediately go to judge and I know judge has had a good, mm. good season, but I feel like, yeah. he, like with the way these guys are mashing this year, don't, I don't know. I just, I kind of thought Aaron judge could be doing even better than he is. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I do agree to an extent as well. I think with judge, like he's, he's one of those guys that could just like, win you all of your batting categories and like a crucial late weight week matchup. A hundred percent. Yeah. He could go like, you know, with 13 for 22 with like eight runs in a week. That would be pretty absurd, but like, <laughs> it's not totally out of the question. No, I, um, I also like the idea of Matt Chapman as well. He's kind of had a bad season for you so far for any owners yeah. of Matt Chapman. I own him in another league I'm in. Um, okay. And uh, <clears throat> I still, that guy's, I know people have talked about like a hip injury. Like, do you know anything about that? Not really. I know his like advanced metric stuff don't look good either. It's like, it's like exit below and like, um, you know, some of that advanced stuff is like pretty in line with what he's actually hitting, which is why it's not that encouraging. But no, I, I don't know about a hip injury. Yeah. He had hip surgery in the off season and, they're saying that <clears throat> there was another player that went through this, like in the last like five years or so. <clears throat> and like that year after the surgery, they're just never right. And it takes way longer for them to get right, but they do eventually. I forget. It was someone big mm-hmm. too that had it. But so I don't know if Matt Chapman will get right this year, but I still do like Matt Chapman. And uh, um, hopefully he does get right for you this year because when he's going, he's the, he's another kind of guy that can win you weeks. He could be, yeah. I'm not too optimistic for him. I think he's closer <laughs> to the waiver wire, but <laughs> I, uh, oh wow, I, I appreciate that encouragement. 
Matt Chapman's close to the waiver wire. Another PSA announcement. I might, uh, hey. I might, I might hang tight and wait for him to uh, to fall to that wire instead of offering up uh, <laughs> instead of offering up Garrett Cole for him. Oh well, done. Well, I'm in last place. I have to just you know start selling off my my best guys for nothing. It's just how it goes. True. Um, for for Jack Lady next year. Yeah. So, um, Connor. Well, I was thinking I have a last few couple questions, just kind of like rapid fire, and then. We can kind of wrap this up. I, uh, I really, I really do think your team is looking solid, and uh, it looks like maybe we'll connect later on in the season to see if you're making a strong playoff push. Cool. Yeah, that's the hope. It's been uh, been good so far. All right. So I've been asking everyone these questions, and I got a few of them for you. Uh, so, and I guess you can you can be biased if you want. World Series right now. Who are you taking? If you had to bet it. World Series, I'm going Dodgers. Um, so lame, but Dodgers, Red Sox. Dodgers, Red Sox. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Even with the, um, the pitching staff of the Red Sox? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think they're the favorite by any means, but I just, I just have a bad feeling we're just going to get Dodgers again and the Red Sox are just going to – like they, they already seem to be like overachieving from what they are. I just feel like it could be like one of these rogue years. Absolutely. That the Red Sox have historically done. Right. Their frequency is yeah. just um, – I like it, man. And that's the kind of bet you want to make, right? Something that's uh, – I bet I bet you could get pretty decent odds on taking the Red Sox to win the, uh, the AL. Who yeah. do you who do you like in the AL West to come out of the AL West this year to win it all, like to to win their uh, their pennant? Um, you got the Astros right now have a yeah. three game lead over the Athletics. The Mariners are in third. Yeah, the Mariners got hot. I'm just pulling up the standings right now too. They're like come up there um I, I feel like the answer is just still the astros like they got some guys that are a little banged up still like the a's are just always in it um uh, but i think the astros are just just the best team in there that'll shake out that way i agree with you and then one last question that isn't fantasy baseball related but i have to know because i had this conversation earlier and you mentioned it which is interesting um <clears throat> You mentioned Dr. J when you were making that comparison about your uh, coming and joining the uh, Chalice Chasers League. And I got into a conversation recently with someone about who in the current NBA resembles Dr. J the most. And there's no right or wrong answer. Who do you think that would be? Wow. Right. And I've, I've thought about it, so I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I'm just I'm just curious if you, had to, would, if you had to pick someone, someone with so much bounce. I don't know. It always comes down like to my, my first my first instinct was like Miles Bridges, just because no one bounces like him in the NBA right now, I don't think. Just with like the power dunks that he has. But like I don't think he has like the skill set. And the lefty righty comparison is always tough. But that was like my first instinct. Yeah, I'm sure that's not like the correct answer, but not that there, there is the right answer. But yeah. Who, um <laughs> I, I don't know though. Like who just like yams like Dr. J. Um, you know who I was thinking? And then yeah. 
So what do you think about this? Kawhi Leonard. Hmm. Which okay. the bounce a little bit, uh, the hands too. Dr. J, mm-hmm. you know, had the foam finger hands. Um, right. The thing that's funny. So when I went down that rabbit hole of the Dr. J comparisons, they asked Dr. J that question. Mm. And he answered Kawhi, which is not very humble. Oh, get out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Right. Um, that'd be like, I mean, if he were the only other answer he could give there would be less, uh, less humble would be uh, LeBron James. Right. Right. <laughs> Dr. That's James, funny. Well, it, who's your name most likely? Yeah. Oh, the, the best guy in the league. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny just because, like, when you look back at Dr. J, since we didn't watch him play live, like, the first thing that comes to mind is just, like, his dunks, not his, like, overall game. Like, he was a sick player, too. But, like, yeah, Kawhi is a interesting thought because they can't just do it all. No. And so I uh, I don't mean to end on a non-baseball note, but I just uh, – I thought it was would come full circle and I thought it was kind of interesting. I got you. I like that. Wait, I do have one, one other note in here. Actually, oh. two others. Can I throw them in? Of, of course. Okay. All right. The, the one other all-star game note was that I thought the jerseys were pretty cool. Just random thought. Um, the other one was a quiz for you, uh, baseball related, who is uh, third in the league in walks because I stumbled upon this. Oh. So I'll give you number one was Joey Gallo. Number two, Yasmani Grandal. Number four is Carlos Slampana. Do you know who <laughs> number three is? Number three in the league in walks. Um, do I own them? No, I don't think anyone has ever owned this person. <laughs> <laughs> it's just incredibly rogue. I don't even know who. I, I don't. It's a. Uh, it's Robbie Grossman. Robbie Grossman is number three. He's in the third in the in league in walks. <laughs> that is that is actually amazing. I I saw him on the waiver wire recently. That's right. Probably because his OBP. Um, yeah, he was actually pretty high up there on the player radar. That makes sense for, for available <laughs> guys. Um, I'm with you on the, the unis. I thought those were awesome. They were pretty cool. Uh, so is that the first note you put down? The uniforms? Yeah. No, they were actually later on. You did It wasn't until like the sixth inning. You were like, wow, I really like these. Yeah. <laughs> had, had to get some dirt on them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, I had to see. I had to see. Uh, I had to see um, Brian Reynolds ground out for the third time before I realized that they were cool. Another guy. If they have to tell me one more <laughs> time about like Ash or uh, Pirates players that are going to get traded, like it's like, come on. It's like the only thing they have to say about these guys. Uh, I know Brian Reynolds. Don't expect to see him on the Pirates in the next few weeks. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it's been a quiet baseball week. Other than that. Uh, I know it's there's not as much noise with the uh, the actual season on a pause, and so I appreciate you joining to try to uh, do a little bit of a halftime season uh, podcast with us, man. It's been it's been awesome. Of course, I'm with you. It's been good. Thanks for having me. Of course, and uh, again, I'm going to try to look to uh, keep it going through the playoffs. And so if you're if you're in there, man, I'd love to uh, love to catch up to you again. And uh, curious to see where Mookie Betts lands if he does land somewhere. Right. That's right. Hope, uh, hope we can do it again. Cool. All right, man. Well, uh, that's all for the podcast uh, today, and I uh, appreciate everyone listening.